Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 654 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, the Mountaineer edition. We're all repping. We're WV'd out, except for Bracky, who is more subtle in his approach. You guys we, look good. We all have West Virginia University shirts on. I love it. In honor of Bracky's last show, shout out to Coach Cody Walters for the for the hookup. He sent those up. Oh dang, you hooked you guys up. I, yeah, I, I reached out. I said, hey man, we want a <laughs> free 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 pub and and send you out right. Bracky went with the first day of school uh, edition WV shirt. It's very nice, uh-huh. classy touch. Fire. And man, I feel like this is great. You know, we're gonna have a lot to discuss on on your last show. We've got a, a little special surprise, and we've got an alien hour from from Bracky coming. Ooh. But first, the news dump of all news dumps. I mean, the the biggest one ever. Oh, I guess at least on Thursday, normally a true news dump is we don't even know anything about it, and then it happens on Friday or Thursday at like 10 a.m., and then we have to wait four days to talk about it. Yeah. At least Thursday, we said, hey, this is a very real thing that Rob Cole could go to Stanford. Sure, heck, no. well, Ben didn't believe us at all for one second. He called it fake news, but it happened. Oh, ben, your your initial thoughts on on this move? Yeah, I, I mean, it's Rob Cole's been. At, I, I just saw an email that said thirty two years. I don't know if that's his total as a head coach or head and assistant coach. Twenty seven as um, a head, thirty two okay. as assistant. So uh, it felt like, man, he's, I don't want to say getting close to retirement age, but it's like do another five years and, and you're done and go, you know, go live on a beach somewhere. Um, and he had such a good team. I and mean, we've been talking about how good this Cornell team was going to be this year. They didn't get to wrestle next year, probably the year for that. I mean, they're going to have a couple really good teams in a row. And so the fact that um, he's not going to see the fruits of those labors through, um, kind of unfortunate. Yeah, so when, I mean, I think how seismic this move is cannot be understated. Rob Cole and his legacy at Cornell is uh, pretty close to immaculate. And the impact that he had not only at Cornell, taking a program from literally, you cannot get more ground floor. You cannot get lower than the Cornell program was. To build it up, to... Be creative and figure out a way with the with the academic institutions and figure out how to get kids in and figure out how to build support within the uh, university where it's it's just hard to win and be elite in the Ivy Leagues in a lot of different sports and look around look at the impact I if you look at the EIWA and the other Ivy League schools 
in particular, they I you cannot say that they didn't inspire and somehow you know show hey you can really yeah. win at the Ivy League. Look at look at what they're doing at Penn. Look at what they're doing at Princeton. Columbia's building. Brown is is really well supported. Um, yeah. That impact one the the that's just like the from the program perspective. Then you have the wrestling perspective and the amazing guys that have come through there with Kyle Dake, who is you know finally you know he's there. Um, obviously the best wrestler in Cornell history. He's just made an Olympic team. He's a two-time world champion. you got the Travis Lees. You've got the Jordan Leans. You've got Bozaks and Simazes and on and on. Nickerson. And yep. I think one of the biggest impacts, and maybe that is discussed the least, is the coaching tree impact from, from Rob Cole. Mm-hmm. You've, got, um, you've got Brian Smith, coached oh, yeah. under Rob Cole. Troy Nickerson, Steve Garland, Damian Hahn, Mike Gray now. Um, I'm forgetting some others. There's, there's Matt Azevedo. Yep. Jeremy Jordan Spates. Lean, high-level assistant. Jordan yep. Lean. So this guy has not only developed wrestlers, but this is a system builder. This is a builder overall. And a guy who I think, one, he's a great coach of coaches. But two, I think he's a great identifier of coaching talent in addition to wrestling talent. And he's able, he's a great delegator and manager, and he knows how to put guys in the right spots. And that's why Cornell has had this sustained success year after year after year. And so he's built this incredible thing. And it's so surprising to see him him walk away from it. Because in everyone's mind, and, and in the minds of Cornell was, he's going to coach, he's going to finish up, and then... After Kyle Dake's competitive career, there's going to be a handoff, and Kyle Dake will be the next head coach of Cornell. Yeah. That was just the prevailing thought. That was the thought, and that's why so many assistants have you've seen them go. Like Co- Coach Hahn felt, I- I'm sure, like man, I-, I want to be a head coach, but Rob's not going anywhere. And then when he does, it's probably going to be when it's time for Dake to go to go over. Yeah. Because think about it from Cornell's perspective, you don't want to be Iowa State, you know, losing. Well, Iowa State, their their main um, coaching claim to fame is that they they lost both Dan Gable and Kale Sanderson, right? You can't <laughs> let this you can't let this transcendent guy potentially go. So you know you've seen a lot of guys go and, and move on to the next thing, and then within the span of a week, Rob's at Stanford and it's very real and he's gone. And then boom, Mike Gray who starts the week he's going to Guatemala to coach Vito and and Dake, and next thing you know. You're the head coach at Cornell. Your, your dream job, a, a school where where you attended and you had you achieved all American honors and you've been building this incredible coaching resume for yourself. And now Mike Gray, the next head coach. I don't know what's a bigger story. I guess it's it's Cole leaving, but but that Mike Gray is now the head coach at Stanford is a, is a, or at Cornell is a huge story as well. Uh, so I'm I'm excited. I think it's it's a it's an exciting time because Cole is not. If there was any questions about, hey, how preserved is wrestling at Stanford? Look no further than the fact that Rob Cole's going there, right? Yeah. There, there's no not gonna be any takebacks here with with Stanford. I don't think Rob would would ever consider it if that were not the case. So I think yeah. I think it's huge. I think it's, you know, on the one hand, and I think I tweeted this and maybe even said it on the show, you know, you would have loved to see Ray Blake get that job. But as I mentioned. They ruffled all the administrative feathers they could 
in in pursuit of preserving the program and in so doing they they uh they probably hurt some feelings and good for them for doing so and shame on the administration for getting in their feelings when you know you tried to cut a program a successful program so shame on them but these are these are people with fragile egos i'm sure uh and so they didn't want to see ray but it does make me feel a little better about the decision because if they went and they went outside higher and it was okay someone that's fine but it should have went to Ray. But you're literally bringing in one of the two or three best coaches in college wrestling, right? How can you not do that? How can you not How can you not say, okay, I at least understand it, even though there's a sentimental part where you would want to see him uh, remain. So do you think Rob reached out to Stanford, or do you think Stanford reached out to Rob? So, Which way did he went? Or did so they say I, I kind of alluded to this last week. The Rob is, is close with Galli from their time at UNC. Oh, yeah, yeah, so uh, uh, they reached out to him. I don't think Rob, um, but my understanding is, and, and actually Mike talks about it on the his interview with Bader, that Stanford reached out to Rob. So I don't think, I don't think he was looking, but I don't, I don't know if Rob was like, um, you make know. Make me an offer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, this is so. What do you do? You think Rob's is, able to keep um, all the people who are there and then attending to leave? Do you think he's gonna be able to get that done in the next? I don't know week. What we're we talking? Rob believes he will. He went on Justin Bash's podcast and and said, "Hey, uh, and by the way, Rob's coming on the Bader Show today." today yeah. And Kyle Kleeman almost got an interview out of him at U 23s I think Kleeman passed him and passed him, and he almost did it, but. I, I don't blame him. He didn't want to do an interview about the Stanford job while he's there literally coaching Cornell athletes. So probably yeah. good judgment by uh, Coach Cole to do that. Uh, so, But he said, hey, I wouldn't be coming if they weren't staying. And they said they were staying. So wow. it sounds like they're going to they're gonna remain. That's Abbas. That's Shane Griffith. That's Real Woods. Real Woods. So that's... That's seismic too, right? That those guys are going to remain because they haven't been able to recruit anyone because what do you recruit? You can't recruit to a program that doesn't exist potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're um, back, uh, you know, they're in the mix. At least they have a foundation. The, the, yeah. cup, the cupboard's not going to be bare when, when he hey, goes wh- What about the possibility that I mentioned last week when I, I, was, I was surely joking, but now I'm thinking like, wow. What about the possibilities of Cornell wrestlers um, having multiple years of eligibility to use and them graduating? And I think Cornell said they could have, what, one more year? Or the the Ivy said they could have one more year. Um, Could we see one of them or a couple of them head out that way? I don't think so. Cole said he will not recruit um, Cornell. Yeah, but he says he's not going to recruit them if they're graduating and they can't wrestle. Oh, yeah, perhaps then. That's Uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe Mm -hmm. maybe you would see it at that point. Because, like, for example, Yanni has two years of eligibility left, and he's got to be getting really damn close to graduation. Um, are they going to let him go all the way through? Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they'll do. Um, and so I'm curious who's going to be on his staff. I can't imagine. I, I, I don't not... remember. Okay. Jason Nolf. Did you yeah. hear the rumor? I've heard that. Yeah, I heard that too. 
Um, he was acting like he wanted to hire Chenzo on the spot on the his interview with Bash. <laughs> I, we may have just witnessed the interview there. Uh, so I, yeah. The interesting thing was, it sounded like Nolf had real interest in Stanford when he was being recruited, and obviously didn't go there. Uh, yeah. So maybe there's maybe there's a pool, a little bit of a pool there. Um, I would make sense. Jason Nolf's like apparently like genius level smart, like straight four right. student all through, through I high can school. I see that. Yeah, he seems very, very smart. Um, hey, let's get to, uh, r- real quick. You know, I haven't even oh. properly. I didn't do my introductions. I normally do. I say the thing. I do this. I say I'm joined as always by blah blah blah. But I got distracted with the WVU thing, and I completely neglected the our our good friends at the back table. We have a special guest, um, Colby Ryan Colby Paxton is here. He is a flow football fame. If you can Hello. if you can see his arms, uh, that would be more evident. He once tackled or tried to tackle Adrian Peterson in a football practice. Confirm <laughs> or deny? Uh, no, I I deny. I, I tried to take the ball away, and it went really poorly for me. Okay. I retired from the sport shortly after that. But he was <laughs> on the Oklahoma football team. And then Ollie is a legendary hand fighter, so t- some athletic excellence <laughs> in the back table. Hey, Ollie stole my shirt, too. I just want to want to mention that. Yeah. That's right. not true. There was, I... a, there was an XL and a medium, and he left me with the schmedium. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is true. I did that. I did that. <laughs> For real, Ollie. Well, I, hold on. Hold on. Here's what happened. Ollie, before you explain what happened, let me explain. I'm going to own this real quick. Okay. So there was a, a large, a medium, and an XL, which were the prescribed um, sizes I asked for. But I didn't like the way the medium looked. So I took it and I left the meat. I, le- I took the large. Which is currently oh, being like, okay. I mean, here's my, I'm, I, listen, you see my confusion now. Yeah. You see my, and then if I walk in, right, and I, I go in, and I, I ordered a large yeah. from yep. the man, which I see an XL or a medium. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be like, oh, they were, I'll take the XL. You know what I mean? That, that was my thing. Yeah, here's I what I did. I don't blame you anymore. I blame now, you. Now, also, thinking, just knowing what I know now, if <laughs> we were in this situation and I knew it wasn't mine, don't give me credit yet. I still would have taken that extra large. You have a lot less to lose than I do with, with a shirt that's too small. You have a lot to gain oh, with a shirt that's too small. You look Jack. Colby. Yeah, Colby, that shirt fits you. Muscles Marinat over here is mad that he has a shirt that's too small. His biceps are popping on global internet TV. And Colby, I kind of want to see him hand that. fight you, to be honest, right now, Ali. You know, he's oh, like, Jack, yeah. I think he could take you in a hand fight. I think he'd snap you well, down. Right, you, guys, you guys think he, this is the first big guy that I would have had to hand fight? Okay, yeah. Ben, you think I'm scared of biceps? I'm comfortable around these guns, okay? I'm fine right now. But yeah. my belly would have been hanging out of the medium, so he can take it and let his biceps hang I'll out. I'll tell you this. the medium, This large and that medium are the exact same size. That's why I took it. I put them on and there. And also, just, Christian, it, yeah. you know, it, it's not cool that you got two grays sitting next to each other. It'd be much better if you had the gray and there was a yep. blue and gray. Yeah, and that's yeah. true. Switch spots. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, no, Ben, you come you come to Austin and switch tables. And I then... want I want uh Ollie to go sit in Christian's spot and then and then do the board and say King of the Castle, King of the Castle. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. How can I get this? I'm the FRO master now. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, that would have been great. <laughs> uh so shout out to Colby uh for hopping on for Bracky's last show. Okay. So you know the the questions are there's there's many 
it's like, why would Rob leave this situation? I, you have to imagine everything going on at Cornell the last year had him looking. It's not just the opportunity at Stanford. I think the way things went at, went at Cornell his last year and change with, you know, the way their season ended and they, they pointed everything at this year that they didn't get, right? That would have been their window. And you look at how things could have gone without all the Iowa guys getting extra years or whatever. These next two years, they could have really contended. And now yeah. they're not going to contend. And then the Deans leave because, you know, they wanted a guaranteed season and they couldn't guarantee the season. And um, I think just the some of the Ivy restrictions and everything that was going on, he he felt like there's a better opportunity. And, man, it's – it's it's a good one for him, uh, and for Gray, I think I think he was a, a logical choice, right? I think this guy just lives coaching. He loves being a coach. He loves getting on the mat, and but the dynamic is going to be interesting because you know Cole being the master delegator manager had Mike in the exact role where you know he's basically running the room. He's he's technically pristine. So how does Coach Gray now? Learning from from you know the Yoda level master, how does he carry on that role? Does he take on more of a CEO type of role, or does he find someone to maybe manage that aspect so he can be the hands hands on guy? I don't know how he's going to yeah. do it, but that's a uh, that's one thing on my mind. And he's got a staff to build out because who's left? Right, Gabe's gone, mm-hmm. and Rob's gone. And Rob's so gone. It's, so now it's Mike, right? Yeah, and who else? There's got to be someone else there. What uh, I think Dake was listed as a volunteer, wasn't he? Dake's on staff, but or he was on staff. Dake's like kind of been on staff, off staff. Yeah, guy uh, can't hold a job. It's really yeah. Uh. And the most recent uh, <laughs> website Someone. posting, it was Rob Cole, Mike Gray, Kyle Dake as a volunteer. Okay, so Dake's like you know probably Dang. a little preoccupied trying to you know fulfill his lifelong dream of winning the Olympics. So he's probably not super available. So yeah, Gray's gonna have to. Coach Gray's gonna have to get uh, two new guys, and it was, with everyone that just left, I feel like it's gonna be kind of you know, like Damian just left. Was it a year ago or two years ago? It yes. wasn't. It wasn't long. And then Simaz left with uh, Damian, correct? Well, Simaz had been gone. I think he'd been. Yeah, he was in. Okay. He was back in Michigan, I believe. Uh, okay. I wonder if Coach Han's like, dang, I should have just stuck around. Uh, should should who should Mike Gray's first phone call be to? Will, will it be someone? Do you think he'd go after like Lean? Um, why would Lean? I mean, I feel Lean's in a great spot in Pittsburgh. I do too. I and obviously, I mean, the, the other thing you got to think about there is with Mike Gray being so young, unless he f's it up, right? And if he f's it up, you don't want to be his assistant if he's messing it up. But if he doesn't mess it up, he might be there for I don't know twenty five, thirty years. Right. He's significantly younger than I am. He's got to be what in his early thirties. Yeah, he's a little younger. He graduated in two thousand eleven from Cornell. So yeah, I'm thirty six, so thirty two, thirty three, somewhere in there. I mean, so Lean, Lean's older than him. So you got to think any, any of these you know older guys like that, like Jordan Lean, probably, probably wants to be a head coach. Right. So why would he take a spot behind uh, you know Mike Gray, where he's you know if Mike Gray does a good job, he's going to be there for for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be uh, a, a huge story who who fills out these staffs because the the Cornell assistant spot has been you know everyone talks about like all the various coaching trees but no one ever I don't I feel like 
infrequently brings up the Rob Cole coaching tree, which, you know, maybe shame on us for not bringing it up, but it's, it's insane. It's definitely your fault. And, you know, it is probably my fault. I'll own it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was so good, and you started listening. I'm like, damn, you're right. I mean, you know, that six or seven head coaches, pretty impressive. Yeah, um, current Brain, head Brain coaches. has, like, a spreadsheet of, like, a bunch of the coaching trees. I wonder if he has Coles on there. Yeah, I mean six six Division One head coaches. That's that's got to be up there. I'm sure John Smith is probably the John only Smith's active one that's one. bigger. I mean, yeah. Gables is obviously expansive, but yeah, um, he doesn't coach anymore. Yeah, man. When you look back to so I'm I'm looking back on Cornell's website through the coaching staff. You know, going back a handful of years, it's all Damien Hahn, Gabe Dean, Mike Gray, Kyle Dake. I mean, you have to go back a long ways till you find someone else on there. Yes. Yes. Um, and I shout out to Cornell because I was like, all right, I had the list of their coaches and, but I wanted to go back and make sure I didn't miss anyone. And they, they have all their rosters from like all time, or at least yeah. I went back to like the early nineties. You could see their coaching staff back then. Bro, they got till 1948. Yeah. I didn't even know they had the internet then. Um, which <laughs> is crazy. Hey, do you know that Doug, one thing I learned, Douglas Dake was uh, an assistant coach at Cornell. For oh, I didn't know that. In like the I mean, early he was 90s. a pretty good wrestler, right? I mean, I thought he was He's pretty solid. American, I think at Kent State. Yeah, yeah. They're from Ohio <laughs> originally, huh. I believe. This is Kyle's dad for anyone. Who Kyle, oh yeah, know. Kyle's Kyle's father, Doug. Um, if you didn't figure that out, um, early recruiting violation, hiring dads. Wow, he knew it. <laughs> Rob so had the premonition in 1990 <clears throat> that um, Doug would have a. Fantastic wrestler. Yep. I, w- I went back to uh, 1997, 98. Oh, 96, 95, 96. Head assistant coach, Brian Smith. Yes. Yes. Oh, Pretty yeah. amazing. Um, That's uh, wild. So, yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Who, is he going to um, – is Ray Blake going to stay on at Stanford, or is he gone, gone? I have I am assuming that Coach Cole is going to build his staff out. I, this is a total guess. But I'm guessing no. I'm, I think they're probably going to be gone. Kerry yeah, McCoy is interesting because he's he works for the RTC, so yeah. I'm sure Coach Cole is going to want to have a, a built-out RTC. That was a pri- priority for him at Cornell, and seems like Coach McCoy would be a good candidate to maintain that position. Yeah, yeah that's some coffee mug you got there, Ben. What's he working with? The it's a big one. Chalice. Wow. Chalice. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Chalice cradle, more like. Wade Chalice. <laughs> hey, the, hey, uh, it, the originated Tom, funk. Tom Shiflet <laughs> was the head coach at UNCG, correct? I was. Who is that? I've that heard the, of Tom. That Schiffle. was the Hofstra head coach for a yes, minute too. I thought he was at Hofstra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought he was at UNCG, but I could be wrong. I mean, he could Anyways. be. He could have been at both two places. He could have coached at yeah. two places. People do it's possible. Coach. Definitely possible. You know, plausible. But hey, if there's one thing right. I know, it's Hofstra coaches, and he was one of them. <laughs> Can we talk about the U23s, or do we got to talk about Pan Ams? Well, uh, I want to talk about Pan Ams only as far as what what it a- was a bloodbath. It was well. It was the most predictable bloodbath of all time because Cuba wasn't there. And why didn't Cuba show up? Where was Cuba? Cuba is ninety miles south of. Florida. No. Oh, whoa, whoa. Um, I don't know where they were. You know, obviously they are a financially strapped uh, federation c- program, right? And they don't get to go. That's why, like, you'll see at Worlds, they'll only send for the Olympic weight sometimes. Yeah. And I, I don't know. 
I don't know why they weren't able to go. Could be a could be a COVID thing, but certainly they make basically they make the brackets go from really really um, weak to sort of a dual meet against Cuba. So at least you get that, but still, albeit yeah. very weak. But my, I, I feel like usually there's at least a few like Americans wrestling for other countries like Canada or uh, Puerto Rico or somewhere where he's gonna have a couple. There was tough some of that. that. No, a little bit. Sebastian of that. Rivera was there. Um, he beat Dustin Bats. Ne- <laughs> oh, 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 dagger! Jeez, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bracky, how rude! You get it? I'm no. just saying. <laughs> Colby doesn't get it. I'm Colby doesn't know it. Even Destra- <laughs> you yeah. don't have to explain the jokes. Destro Bats uh, broke our hearts. He's the reason we're not. Well, he's one of the reasons we're not at the. Uh, Olympic Games at 65 is Zane took him down and tried a leg lace oh, and got pinned brutal. in a match he was likely to win. So that was very, uh, very sad. So, and Nestor Taffer was there. I don't know if I mentioned that. So there's some some presence. Where's Franklin uh, Gomez? Was he not there? No. I don't oh, know where man. he was. So it was super, super weak. So my question uh, is, is this enough? I mean... You look at, like, last what Olympics. You, what do you mean by enough? What do you mean by enough? All right. Th- if this is our only competition before the Olympic oh, Games, yeah, is yeah. that enough? I mean, would, they'd have been better off. I'm not kidding. They'd have got tougher competition at U23s. No question about it. Oh, if, for sure. I mean, so. Ja'Cory? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Ja'Cory's at We got to uh, talk about Ja'Cory. Oh, a whole lot. Okay, we, we're going, yeah, we're going a you whole guys, lot. You, <laughs> he is, yeah. Love him. So, I, if you look at 2016, we went to, I'm not sure which, I think it may have been Zilkowski, but I'm not sure. But we went to a really tough tournament before the Olympic Games in Rio. And that's where Snyder wrestled Gazimov. He lost to Gazimov. He later beat him in the Olympic finals. We got some real tough competition. I think Bur- Burroughs may have had some matches. I can't recall exactly. It was a tough European tournament. Yeah. So, if this is our last competition until the Games... How much value is there in the level of competition that you hit leading up to it? Is it important? I would, uh, I would ask Ali, but it, we have Ben here. He wrestled in the Olympics, so I'm going to go with him first. How important is it well, getting a tough tournament? In my, in my Olympic experience, we, we didn't make the team. I think it was June 20th that I wrestled on August like 12th. Uh, opening ceremonies were, I don't know, August 8th, so that we didn't do a tournament because there was such a short time span. Obviously, now the way they do it is they make the team in early April, um, same time frame for the Olympics. That That's a long time for me. I, I would have, you know, and I, I can say that year before, I probably competed every month to six weeks, um, maybe maybe more frequently. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really love the whole... Um, not wrestling thing. That being said, if you know if they feel that's what's best, these guys are professionals. They're, they're going to still wrestle their best. But uh, yeah, I would have probably preferred one more tough tournament. Yeah, that's what I expected. And our, it's interesting because Yanni, in an interview with uh, I think it was Bader, was talking about even if uh, even if the competition is light, there is something to be said for just going through the process of making way and getting up and warming up and wrestling a match and then cooling down and doing that that has competitive value so i'm not saying just because the wrestlers were not even close to our level that there's no value in what happened i'm not saying that i am just i'm simply saying i think there's value in them getting their hands on some tough europeans or or asian wrestlers and and feeling that or at least just tough competition that's not domestic 
I think I think there's something to be said for that. But it's a different kind of year. It's a different kind of quad. And, you know, I think they're probably just having to limit. Maybe there's a risk-limiting factor in that, like, we're not going to go to Europe and have something happen with COVID and get shut down or unable to travel. Yeah. Or the, the restrictions could be such that they're saying, we're not going to risk it. We're just going to have tough camps, and our guys will be ready to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Obviously, there's a... I mean, I don't want to say in America people are kind of over coronavirus, but it sure seems to be that way. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case in a, uh, Europe and some other places. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's smart to not travel. Yes, yes. So I kind of get it. Um, oh, I thought you were laughing. Oh, um, no, sorry. Hey, so saw some questions that I've seen in the chat. Some people were like, wait, it's Bracky's last show? Well, shame on you for not listening to the last Tuesday's show. Uh, <laughs> I hate to see it. But first of all, uh, I'm, a, I'm hurt. But second of all, Bracky should once again uh, explain himself for crying out loud. Explain myself? No, yeah. not explain yourself. But uh, just to, just tell people. I don't want to explain it. Uh, confess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's up? Ollie? Confess. Yeah, confess. Confess. Uh, I'm gonna go be the director of operations at West Virginia. That's why all these guys are very nicely wearing these shirts today. They look fantastic. Um, Especially me. Yeah, going with the blue, <laughs> with the gray. It's kind of it's kind of messed up what you did. Um, <laughs> hey, I could have I could have just acted like I didn't know and pretended no, this was a medium as well. But at least so I explained what up. I did. It's yeah, so, so selfish. Yes, he is the boss man. Don't so give them moves. your shirt. He can right make now. moves like this. You know what? Great leaders eat last. <laughs> That's right. And CP, your tummy looks full, and I'm hungry. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Ollie. Thanks. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah. So he's going. I mean, it's an awesome opportunity. He went. Into, you should go back and listen to Tuesday's show for the, um, for the yeah. full explanation and and all that. But it's it's awesome. Um. So yeah, that's this will be Bracky's last show. Um. Why don't we Why don't we have a little uh break here? Uh, we have a we have a video. That Bracky doesn't know about that okay. we had made for him in honor of his last show. Oh my god! And so, uh, oh yeah, buckle up, check it out. Kyle, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to plank. It's pretty hard. <laughs> Planking is so 2011. Get with it. What are all the cool kids doing nowadays? Bulging. Bulging? What's bulging? That's bulging! Only the hottest thing to hit the internet in 2012. I grew up in a small town, West Virginia. Didn't have much. Had my ball and my hoop. That's what got me through. Dunks were incredible. Anybody that knows anything about the dunking community knows about Kyle Brackey. Really, bro? Tim Flynn to West Virginia. Kyle applied for this job. Yeah, uh, I got my rejection letter yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for it. You've asked for it. The people on Twitter are clamoring for it, and it is now time. Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. I hope you all listened and forgot everything you ever knew about Avril Lavigne. It had like <laughs> legs like a man, but wings. But this is called 
the bat squatch. The skunk ape. But it, it's very similar to Bigfoot. It is a large, uh, horse-sized freshwater demon. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> 32 feet <laughs> tall, like, fucking bronco. Like, it's up in the air, like, mm -hmm. up. Hold on, you let me finish. Yes, she's dead. Tell me how in her 20s, Avril got shorter. Some people are like, oh, gargoyles are like evil. But actually, they're protectors. They keep out the bad demons. Okay, it's time. We're ready to talk. Free Britney. Oh, God. We need to do something. I was not woke until 2017. And it was like, guys, Avril Levine's dead. And you need to wake up. <laughs> and I woke up. So, uh, after nearly seven years here at Flow Wrestling and Flow Sports, uh, next Tuesday will be my last day and my last show. Um, I am going back to West Virginia, and I will be uh, the director of operations for the West Virginia University wrestling team. He's going to get dinged for stalling hot with a switch here. He scores a reversal. It was not an easy decision, um, but one that was really exciting to me. So what's it gonna take to get West Virginia to be in the top 15, top 10 consistently? All right, Coach Flynn, Morgantown, West Virginia, where are we at right now? We're almost in heaven. To see Racky's, I guess, transition from the single guy living with the Flow Bros to gets married to his awesome wife, Olivia, and now they have this great kid, Hayden, and that's a source of pride for me just to watch him change and, and evolve. And you know, West Virginia wanted him for a reason, and I don't, I don't blame him. And I, I hated to hate the idea of, of losing him, but he's gonna go there and he's gonna help West Virginia. And now Granby from Ryan, and now he's in on a leg. Wheelie tries to step over and hopes for the takedown. Yeah, it's not easy, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm, I'm excited at the same time, and it's been so much fun being on this show and, and working for Flood. Hey, that was good. Trying to make me cry. <laughs> Tried. So that's a Simone conjoint right there. She's yeah, awesome. I wasn't in it, but you, it was cool. It was you cool. could tell. It was super cool. You though. could tell. Wow. It was cool. Oh man, man, how young did Kyle look in 2012? I mean, it wasn't even like a college kid. It was like a teenager. Yeah, he basically was. Yeah, wasn't mm -hmm. he? <laughs> I mean, you were. Were you a teenager? I was. <gasps> No, he might have been. He might have been like 19. Uh, he was not 19. I think I, I, think I just turned 20. Just I would turned, have just turned 20. See, look at Ben thinking was it, it was like a joke. Was it your first year of college? He was an uh, intern. No, it was between my um, sophomore and junior years of college. Dang, how are you so young? Wow, okay. Wow, I'm wrong. Wow. 20 years old. That I mean, you very well could have been a senior if you went if you were an Ohio high school wrestler. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I, literally, I literally turned 18 the day I graduated high school. I, I was young. Whoa. Got it. Man. Oh, so crazy. We'll, we can talk more about it um, as a show. About, Thank you. That was that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, crack, but my favorite line is, <laughs> you're like, oh, some people, oh, gargoyles mean. But actually, they're protectors. <laughs> Just like I, with no context whatsoever, that, that killed me. It's like, <laughs> and then the horse-sized freshwater demon. I love you just you specified that it was yeah. a freshwater demon. Simone probably thinks I'm crazy because she probably listened to all those alien hours. <laughs> she she yeah she she goes uh, <laughs> to, to she dives all the way in for sure. Um, okay, let's have uh, let's have the final uh, alien <laughs> hour of of your career. Although people have asked, oh, will Kyle come on and do the occasional? Uh, alien hour which obviously open invitation at any point in time uh 
Well, you know you're going to see all types of crazy cryptids in West Virginia. Yeah, I know. That's it's like I, the cryptid <laughs> capital of the world. It really is. is that why you're leaving? I, it's a part. It's a little <laughs> bit of a part of it. Um, to, to be able to finally catch Mothman, I couldn't pass up on that opportunity. Understood. Uh, no, I catch him here? And to Ollie's point, we're going to go over another one in West Virginia today. I, I thought it was only fitting to like check out the area I was going to be living in and see what kind of monsters I'm walking into here. <laughs> yeah. Um, for and sure. then I wanted, I didn't know that video was going to play, but I wanted to talk about a few of my favorites uh, throughout the Please do. That just gave people years. a taste. Um, so today, we're just going to briefly talk about the Ogua, which oh. is... Can you spell that? O-G-U-A. Okay. O-G-U-A. So it is essentially what people believe is a prehistoric um, turtle. That mm. ha- that lives in the Monongahela River, which runs right through Morgantown, goes up like into Ooh. Pennsylvania. Monongahela well. just sounds like it would have cryptids in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or a cryptid itself. Um. So it is couple. We're talking a couple hundred pounds, uh, turtle here. And I, I was I was watching some videos last night. Here, Tyler's got a little picture of what what pulled up what, 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 it, what it could look like, and <laughs> they're legit. Were they're legit? Were turtles like this? Um, hundreds and hundreds of years ago in the area. Uh-oh. So, but the, the thought with this one is, so in, the story goes, in 1745, some settlers along the river had their boat knocked over, and this thing took their the 12-year-old boy in the boat underwater, and they never saw him again. Oh, no. What? So, and what makes this guy a little more dangerous than maybe like, uh, you know, Loch Ness monster, you know, stuff that's in the water is he can also go onto land, you know? Mm. Amphibious. Exactly. Well, and turtles can, right? Yeah, yeah, but like... <laughs> okay. I'm just making it clear because... <laughs> okay. Sometimes he'll just go up there and he'll just get a deer. He'll just crush a dang deer. That would be horrifying. Yeah. He can hunt deers. Exactly. I got to know the speed of this thing. Uh, I don't know the speed. Um, I bet it's more of a surprise element with the deer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's like, <clears throat> you know, dropping out of the tree. Can't prove me wrong. Pouncing on the, <laughs> you know, he's kind of camouflaged yeah. anyways. And then I they come uh... along, they come along the bed of water. Boom. I think what makes him scary is that he's a high speed turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine a fast turtle? You're he's really hot. screwed at that point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe I'll go down and uh, where we're gonna be living is not far from Monongahela. So maybe we go down there and we try we catch try to catch one of these bad boys. You need a big cage. Gonna need a big cage. Gonna need big gun. Gonna need something, something Dang to bring it. this bad boy down with. Um, and that and that kind of brings me to where where's my notes at? Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. alien hour here. Website. So <clears throat> I'm gonna prove that the Ogua is real, just like. We proved that the Oklahoma octopus is real. Mm-hmm. I was vindicated. Yes. I was mocked. You were mocked. I was mocked on you this mocked. show. I was mocked on the show. They um, found it? They, oh, they yeah, we mo- found it. We found pictures of it. We've got multiple octopods. <clears throat> multiple octopi. Cephalopod. I think it is. Um, we confirmed the existence of Chupacabra. It's real. We did that as well. Sorry, haters. They um, play on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. The Round Rock Chupacabras. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then obviously we we really kickstarted the free Britney movement. Yes, <laughs> um, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> that is true. I you, mean, all the things I've said on here is true. I've tried to tell you guys oh, for yeah. like years now. <laughs> yeah. like, that is true too. That is true too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, but that's really true. Um, we also really brought to light that Avril Lavigne. I mean, that's where this 
it whole started. thing started was Mothman and Avril Lavigne. And uh, Avril Lavigne was the first like real big deep dive we did. And Is it Mothman from West Virginia also? Yeah, Point, Point Pleasant. Not so pleasant. Oh, my goodness. You think he killed just, the original It's just about Avril an hour Lavigne. away. I want to, in the fall, they <laughs> have like good. a Mothman festival thing I want to go to. Um, what? Wait, don't don't gloss over a Mothman <laughs> festival. There's a festival? Yeah, man. This whole like the town's like known for that. They have the movie Mothman Prophecy. I know, and... but what do you do at the festival? What kind know. of treats I think do they, they sell? Mothman shaped troops. I don't know. They have a big statue of Mothman in the middle of town, and they like have tours. They take you out to like the areas of town where he was seen at night. That's crazy. Yeah, I gotta go. This is awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to visit. <laughs> um. The Avril Lavigne thing, we brought light to the fact Finally. that she's been dead for years and replaced by a person named Melissa, and we are just glossing. We're letting that happen. We're letting the family uh, pull one over on us. Do you think any Alien Hour followers have uh, seen, would you say her name was Alyssa? And Melissa. Melissa. And oh, accused yeah. her of being... Harassed the fake Avril? Yeah. I hope so. Have they heckled her? I hope so. They fake should. Fake Avril. Just say, I know who you are. Yeah. yeah. Or just say, Bracky sent me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bracky mm-hmm. sent me. He knows you're Melissa. We know. And well, actually, you should just yell <laughs> Melissa and see if she turns. I do stuff like this. Oh, oh, you dropped this, Melissa. And she goes, thanks. I say, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew gotcha. It. Yeah. Gotcha journalism. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites in that actually like caught a body another body after we did the the show on it was the public monster i don't know if you guys remember that one mm. i do remember the public and wait a minute didn't that maybe even start the danger rating yeah kbdr yeah kbdr it might the, have um the kb <clears throat> death rating right yeah. that's what it was danger, danger. danger rating but oh it the higher you know the number is because of deaths you yeah. know and, and i mean he's over a 10 because he i mean he probably has four or five bodies at this point because people go on these train tracks looking for them they and find they're them. very dangerous or they get hit by a very real train that r- still runs uh, oh my God. what's number one area. on the kbdr i think i gotta go with mothman like a lot of people he's taken out of, entire lot, bridges yeah a lot of people died <clears throat> Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! What was the Hopeless monster attack? survivor mentally crushed? What a tremendous <laughs> article! <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Ollie? I don't remember that. That article title made me forget. Uh, Bat Squatch was another one of my favorites. It was essentially uh, Sasquatch, but wings and like a bat face. That was up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, the Jersey Devil's a classic. Ozark Howler. The Skunk Ape. That one was a fun one. Um, it's essentially like this ape-like creature down in down in Florida in the swamps. But it smells like a skunk or something. Yeah, it smells Stinks. terrible. Stinks. <clears throat> and then, Stinks. of course, probably the most, maybe the most popular one was uh, the Demon House in Gary, Indiana. Oh yeah, I had police oh, reports God. for that one. That one was yeah, that was <laughs> that like was a, like too real. Yeah, that was like a becoming a murderer or something. You know, like. <laughs> yeah, that one's like legit scary. Yeah, you don't want to. Don't I mean? Luckily, the house has been torn down, and hopefully, the portal to hell's been destroyed as well. With that, yeah, because there was a portal but to hell. There was a portal to hell in the basement. That's yeah, the main problem with it, right? And <laughs> if you ever watched uh, the documentary, you you were scared. Was the was the portal closed when they knocked down the house, or is it just like a rubble covered <clears throat> entry now? Can you just concrete over? I don't hell? know if you can just concrete over hell. Yeah, I mean, I would try, but I don't know if that that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta put a guard there or something. 
can't just have an unguard. <laughs> just someone stand guard. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta guard the the portal to hell. What are you doing, Lyle? Yeah, I gotta I gotta. <laughs> Couple twelves. It's my Port- turn to guard the portal. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Which portal? Not to hell. <laughs> it's the underworld. Who's guarding the transfer portal? Yeah. Transfer portal <laughs> to hell. That's the ultimate transfer portal. That's the one you don't want to go in. Stay oh, out of I mean the haunted people. That was a great one too. Like the fact that there's possibly these little people running around the woods, and anyone that comes out there, they just chop their legs off. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And you join that the is awesome. <laughs> join the. Haunted. I've actually never coached a legless person from Wisconsin, so I don't know that they exist. <laughs> well, they just take they take them. They don't let them leave. They become part of their village, so you wouldn't be able to coach them because yeah. they wouldn't be free. Yeah, there's no haunchy RTC. You don't think one's ever escaped? I don't think so, no. I don't I mean, think these people are letting anybody go. They don't, they don't if have they're, If they're able to chop off your legs, I would imagine they have some element of control. How are you going to run then? away, Ben? Yeah. Ben, you, you, you can barely run, run on the away. feet you have. Imagine if you, you didn't have legs. Away. <laughs> there's that drill. There's wait, a minute, that... wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Can you read that? <laughs> There's that drill. Why do you make that uh, what am I? What am I? It's got to hurt, really? obviously, because you go. You got shoes for your nubs, so obviously you're running over some like you know wood chips and whatnot. Wood chips. <laughs> that's the, that's, all right. You're right. That's the face you make. Um, one of my assistant coaches <laughs> makes the guys for one of the warmups to do sprints on their knees, and it looks very funny. When the guys are running on their knees, so oh, I'm yeah, just I've imagining. Seen that. I've seen that. That's what I've it seen looks that like. Yeah. That's a classic coaching Backer move situation. to just do something that is hard but has absolutely no value to help your wrestling. No, no, you're to- crazy. Actually, have you seen AJ Ferrari run on his knees? Because like that's how he drives through doubles sometimes. Okay. There's yeah. a reason for it. Okay. Is that how why you did it, Ollie? It gets me explosive. My hips are crazy explosive. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Ali C four hips. And what else we got? Bracket was that the? I think uh, I think that's it. Well, um, cut, his cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Who Ali's? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, not, well, we have we have some reinforcements in the back uh, that could. Uh, he likes the jokes. Just take it. Boom. Just neutralize him. That's fine, man. Okay. Oh, man. So Bracky was on the scene in Omaha for the U 23s Lincoln. Lincoln which is the cousin of Omaha. Why did I think it was in Omaha? Because that's where he flew into, maybe. Nope. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He did in the hole, CP. (laughs) Two strikes. I'm still up, though. Still still up. All right. Wherever it was and whatever happened, why don't you just talk about it, Kyle? Because you were Uh, there. It was a good tournament. Uh, You know, I wasn't um, impressed with the entry list for going out there. I thought it was pretty kind of a watered-down field compared to what it has been in some years. But then... I don't know if there were late entries or maybe just being on the ground actually watching the wrestling. It was it was better than expected. Um, is there any anyone that really stood out for you? Or uh, well, obviously Jesse Mendez, I think, is the story of the tournament. Yeah, he, talk about that a little bit. He beats in in the first round. He had um, one of the Portillo brothers, and I think it was Josh, who's been a D two finalist before. He texts him ten zero, um, and then he had. Jared Van Vliet, who was tuned to an NCAAs this year, 133. He beats him 7 nothing, And then Joe Greenwood from Wyoming, who, is, who spent time in the 133-pound rankings for Wyoming. He texts him. And then he has All-American, third-place finisher, Pat McKee. And it's 10-0 in a minute and a half. Yeah, just take down right to some guts. And, and it's over. Trap arm, I think. And then I believe it was Colin Trever, who just finished his freshman year at Iowa. That was a good match. Shriver looked good. Yes, he did. I like him. 
Uh, there's a he's an exciting prospect. And uh, you know that one was kind of interesting because you had you know Terry and Dan Dennis uh, coaching against Mendez, but here in the fall, Mendez is going to take an official visit to Iowa. Mm. Um, so and then he makes the finals against Chris Cannon in the first one. Um, Cannon, I he ended up I think getting the tech. Uh, just looked like a little too big, too strong. Really, I mean, he's Cannon is lightning quick. He's yeah, soup. And yeah, yeah. Mendez kind of struggled adjusting to some of those reattacks. But then in the second match, Mendez comes out and he's out to a seven zero lead. He bombs him for four, and uh, Cannon ends up storming back. And it, it was really, it was a really bad, potentially dangerous. This is call. the worst. Did you see this match, yeah. Ben? Yeah, I did. So, and the gut got stopped early, too. I don't know if this yeah. question, like, Chris Cannon or what his deal was, but I thought there was another government situation. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, um, Cannon just looked like kind of on another level in that first match. And then Mendez came back and found a way to win the second match. And then actually on that potential danger, we can, wa- we can watch it. Yeah, let's pull that um, up. My first instinct was that was terrible. And the second time I watched it, I think that might be where he hurt his knee that then eventually – you know, put him out of the third match. Yes. You think? So yeah, uh, he kind of like holds it real quick when match. he gets up. You'll see. Oh, we need to go to the second match. Oh, I thought I put in match two. Hold on. Uh, okay. Yeah. So in that sequence, I I do hate. I'm mean, listening. That's one of my pet peeves is when that sequence gets stopped. And I do not. I'm not arguing that it should have been stopped. I would never say that. I'm just saying I do think there's a potential that's where he got injured. So I mean, if we if we can bring that up, I think you guys will like see it if you look at look for it. Um. Okay. Yeah, and by the way, Jesse's all right. Um, it's it's nothing like catastrophic or anything like that. I think I think he's still gonna be ready to go in plenty of time for Junior Worlds. I just put the real world are mid August, correct? I believe so. Yeah, Ben. So he he's they're in the middle of nowhere in Russia. I really want to go for Keegan, but it's like Oof, it's huh? not easy to get to where it's going. Yeah, where it is. Yeah, not exactly Moscow. So yeah, the um the gut was interesting because at least they were both their feet were out of bounds. I don't know if that was that why. doesn't mean you're out though. I, think, I know. I I'm think just... he. I think like I said on the call, he stopped it because they were out. But I think watching it back, he just stopped it because like, it was just time. Brought yeah. him up, but I don't think he should have because Cannon was yeah getting ready to take him over. But that is nothing, nothing compared to the. Uh, the potentially dangerous call. It, it's just got to be one of the worst I've ever seen. Um, and we'll, we'll play really? I feel like they – so I, I disagree, oh, Christian. I feel like okay, – I don't like it, but I feel like they stop the situation relatively frequently when the when the foot is moving outside the hip on the single leg finishes. And I, I am against stoppage here. But I feel like it happens very frequently, so it's like not all that unexpected. To me, it didn't even look remotely precarious. To me, I didn't see the foot on the outside. It just looked like a – he was just turned away. The knee was not even close to in a compromised position. Right. Well, um, I mean, I, so I don't think the knee's ever compromised, but the refs stop it all the time because well, I've seen some where they are. Looks like it hurts. Yes. Uh, what? But the what's so annoying is like you hear, and it's towards the end, um, like last twenty seconds yeah, or so. No, it's yeah, right oh, there, right, right there, there. You were right there. there. Oh, we were just there. Um. So yeah, let go this back, go back a few seconds. Go back just a couple seconds. No, no, no. Yeah, go back uh, yep. a little more. You're almost there. That's why he's mad. Okay, right stop. here, boom. That is just not yeah, even. No, that's hold on. That's that's knee. That knee is way inside the foot here. This is where they always stop. It's annoying. Freeze. I'll tell you when to freeze. Right here. See how far he turns his knee in? 
Like yeah. he really, Mendes really rotates his knee in. And so to it, it, and this is my, one of my arguments is it's Mendez is putting himself in that position, which, so yeah. that's why I don't like when they stop it, but this is stopped all too frequently. And as soon as he does it, someone starts screaming, watch the knee, which, um, that's the code for, Hey, please stop it. Cause he's in trouble to get. Started. Yeah. Well, everyone knows what it is, but did he hurt it there though? He starts watch it. Watch right when he away. gets up. Yeah, watch when he gets up. It definitely like pops him. But it's Mendez's fault because he really watch how hard he rotates his own leg in. Watch it. See how he oh, pulls yeah. his knee. His hips weren't yeah. moving, but he's moving his knee. Oh, yeah. Storniello was so mad. Uh, yep. And <laughs> then, but you can see. Watch when he gets up here. He kind of like yeah. He, he doesn't like that. Yeah. Man. So that was. Um, but ultimately, Cannon makes the team. Um, but and. Yet Mendez kind of leaves the story of this tournament. Yeah, he was, he just continues to beat elite guys, guys that are winning on yeah. the collegiate level. Um, I, I'm trying to think of you know his hit list is pretty tremendous. We should really just make it make his hit list because right now it's it's insane and, it, and the the list of guys that are not even high school peers for him that he's beating is is incredible. And Patrick McKee is not just some folk style specialist. It's a guy no. that's amazing he's better at freestyle he's probably is he's amazing at freestyle he's made finals of multiple tournaments he's won big ones in freestyle and he just got you know and to see him i think mendez's top game is what is real what really can separate him he's amazing on his feet but the fact that he can turn so many guys i mean pat mckee knows what he's doing on mm. on bottom chris cannon <laughs> i mean he he is turning elite guys yeah, uh, you can't. And so, and that excited. McKee match, what well, was impressive? He he got the trap arm for two turns, but then McKee escaped the trap arm and he still got it him twice more, um, for the for the tech fall. Yeah, he's he really he's got it all. He really does. And I, I mean, there's no doubt in the new rankings, even with Gallagher still in the rankings, he's number one pound for pound. He's got to be. Yeah, you beat this level yeah. of guys. We get, uh, it's just he's undeniable and. He's, I'd like to, it'd be interesting to put him in perspective as a recruit, how he stacks up in terms of accolades, in terms of hype, in terms of um, elite wins. Where, where does he rate among others? Because it's, it's pretty special yeah. what he's doing right now. If he, so Chris Cannon was the eight seed and Van Vliet was the 21 seed in, in the bracket this year at 133. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, if he goes in wins junior worlds he's he's got to be up there with like yeah. i don't know like gable that's I mean, what he's... i was gonna say but i didn't know if that was too far maybe well, it's, too, it's too far in one way it's too far in that man gable is a multiple was a at this point was a multiple world champion mm -hmm. um and i think just on i i feel like gable's incredible success was just just almost a guarantee but Whereas, the, so the other thing is, would Mendes have made a cadet world team last year if they had had it, and would he have done well? Because um, mm -hmm. I think the answer, both of you guys probably would think, yeah, he probably yeah. would have. I think so. Um, right? Yes. And we yes. didn't have that. Yes, but we didn't have that. So, but on the so on the one hand, I just don't know if I can ever say I've seen anything as sure as Gable Stevenson. I just don't know that I have. But is that just because of the depth of the weight too? Because when you're thinking about you know 141, they're usually a lot deeper than heavyweight is, and Gable was just so far and above all the other heavyweights of the era. You're like, there's no way they're going to catch him. 
Well, Ben, we spent half of the season with arguing with you that this is the greatest heavyweight class <laughs> ever. You're trying to convince us that like the deepest heavyweight you've ever seen. And wait, wasn't I the one that still said it's guaranteed that Gable's going to win? I believe I said that. I, I, that's the argument I was making. You did. You, I think you I guaranteed guarantee it. it. He was yeah. like, yeah, like 99%. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so I think, yeah, part depth of field is certainly uh, a factor um, without a doubt. But so we've had other guys. I mean, like Mark Hall was a junior world champion yep. while in high school. Dayton Fix, Spencer Lee. So, I mean, and, and obviously we're, we're getting in very elite territory real yeah, quick so there. I think those, those are sort of uh, – I just didn't see – I saw Jesse as being an, an elite recruit among, you know, among this class. But now that he's entering the, the – Yanni Dayton Spencer Gable Mark Strata. I didn't. If you had asked me a year ago, I would not have predicted Jesse to be in that conversation. Even though I really liked him and thought he was su super super good, but now he's entered this other level. It seems like. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I was. Yeah, I think sure. Dayton's a good comparison because I remember. Remember Dayton made. Dayton was beating. He beat Savon Micic and mm -hmm. like Ethan Lezak. Um, Darian when, Cruz yeah. was an All American. He beat, yeah, he had beat. Well, he more. was in high school, so I think he's Ronnie a good, Bresser. he's a good comparison. Yes. Um, how did so Jesse Mendes on, on one of his profiles now? Uh, it says he's a Cadet World team member, so that must have been two seasons ago. How did he do Correct. Cadet World when he went two years ago? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I'm gonna look. Right I don't now. think he played. Okay. No, I do not. I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel feels like I would would have remembered that. I agree. Ninth. Top ten. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, obviously very impressed. He very, very rarely loses. Um Yeah, I think he's the number one board uh, pound for pound in both the junior and senior classes to what Kyle was saying. I'd put him number one. And yeah, he's gonna be after this week. And uh like Van Vliet, Van Vliet finished the season ranked fifteenth at one thirty three, Cannon finished the season ranked sixth, and Pat McKee was third at one twenty five. Yeah. And this uh, kid has a year left. Yeah. He's still got another year of high school. So he's gonna be freaky good coming out and uh everyone's after him. Iowa, Speaking Penn State, Ohio of State. That, the dead period ended this morning. Let's go. We're at midnight. Oh, RIP to dead period. How long was that dead period? 15 months. Yeah. Way too long. My gracious. So, coaches Seriously. are out visiting guys and kids are on campuses. You can, do, you can do both right now. So Nice. And then the 15th, they can start <clears throat> calling class of 2023. I think. Okay. So. I still got eligibility left if any coaches are interested. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I I kind of thought you might be Mike Gray's first phone call. As a recruit? No, no. Is it they need a they need someone to coach the big boys? Uh, Cornell I, has never had an All American coach. Uh, You're here. I'm I, I'm going to make the pitch for you since you can't capitalize on the opportunity. Mike, yeah. Yeah, 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 give me a sec. <laughs> give me a sec. Uh, I'll call you in like what time is it? Give me like 30, 45 minutes. I'll call you back. All right, thank you. Okay, so here's the pitch before you make that phone call. Okay. It's like Cornell has never had an All-American at heavyweight. Okay. It's never happened. <laughs> He's like, you have got it. What do you have to lose? My, it's yes. never happened. I you can guys, get you to the next you level. You have been doing what you've been doing, and it's not working. We have to do something outside the box, okay? And then that's me. Yes, you have to. You are the outside the box option. You're the one that would be laughing. You know what? They probably would have laughed at Rob Cole and some of his ideas 
32 years ago. Uh -huh. And now look who's laughing. Yeah. Okay. So l give me a shot. But also, wait, I'm kind of offended because I don't want you to leave. So I don't know why I'm giving you this this pitch. Bracky's already leaving. <laughs> I know Tim, I already got uh, you know out-recruited by Tim Flynn. They're good, they're if I lose a recruiting battle to Mike Gray, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> they, they already called me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk to the bean counter, see if they can up my uh, salary. I'm mad. <laughs> you know, I pulled out all the stops. You all know. right. Um, do what I can. Maybe I get a company parking spot. Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe uh, uh, get invited to one of your buddy dinners for once, you know. Hey, there's a buddy dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. Where are we going? Happy Chicks. Oh, I love Happy Do you approve? Chicks. Happy Chicks. It's a chicken finger place. What's Happy Chicks? Is that another one of the you... fast food places? No. No, okay. it's not. I heard he's got really, really good uh, chicken. I really have heard that. And honestly, Bradkey, you love chicken fingers. I do. I do. You know? Yeah. I just thought Happy Chicks was a fast food place. No. Well, right. no, it's not. It's Are like you a taking him to a fast food place? Or <laughs> no. A that, would bit, be, right? that would be a he's very like, Bracky oh. final meal, but that it's not. Yeah. This was uh, This was recommended by Melissa, our, you know, she's very... She's in touch with the scene, much more so than I. Very I just go to Pete Terry's. Bracky looks worried, man. I know. All right, Bracky we, looks worried. Hey, we haven't made any reservations because no place takes reservations. Bracky does not look happy. Bracky, no, I'm fine. Bracky. So I called Lucy's. Well, we'll just get into it right here on the show. Bracky wanted Lucy's, but they don't take any reservations. He suggested Lucy's. He suggested Lucy's. He was yelling at me. They wanted Lucy's. You go to Lucy's then. Well, it's it's not very big, and they don't take reservations. So it doesn't like, matter. He wants Lucy's. All right, we're going to Lucy's. Lucy's. No, it's <laughs> no, we're going to Lucy's. I'm not going Tell anywhere but Lucy's. That's we're it. We're carpooling. <laughs> me and you to Lucy's. All right, we're, we're going to Lucy's. Us to Lucy's. We're going, we're going to, to Lucy's. We're getting some fried chicken. Ben, come on. If, they, if it's a long wait, then we go to our reservation. Okay, fine. I haven't made any reservations. Uh, it just didn't look as big, but it's Tuesday. No one's gonna be eating now. It's just us. Yeah. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice outdoor area. Okay, Lucy's. we're going to Lucy's. That's it. All right. I can't believe you. I just want to talk about some wrestling. I don't give a damn where go. you guys are going to eat today. Uh, you know what, Ben? <laughs> you know who stinks at freestyle? Michael McGee. I picked him to uh, <laughs> do really well here. <laughs> he went, my man went two and two. He got beat by some dudes I never heard of. Oh, no. Why you got to put he, it out there? He looked Eron like he Haynes. Be there. He maybe didn't want to be there. Maybe I mean, this is there. this is always a weird tournament because you you clearly have like the guys who like want to make a world team, right? We want to make a world team. Like, I mean, Pat Glory looked awesome this weekend. I think it like guys, oh my like, gosh, guys got like him. him, and then like Mikhail McGee. Like, I don't, I'm not sure how much he'd been training to be honest. Well, there you go. Put it out there. Yeah. Given well, he's, he's given the bulletin board material already. He's you know? not the only one. They're gonna I mean, print this off. West Virginia Baltimore director of operations. Ooh. I'm still a fluorescent yeah. employee today. That's right. <laughs> you gotta get all your takes out now. Yeah, that's true. All your quake takes. Gotta wait a get... minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Right now, you 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 don't you're not West Virginia. No, 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 no. But they can't put any NCAA violations on you. That's true. You should tamper away right now. <laughs> tamper? You should go and do all types of shady stuff while they can't get you. See, now that you're saying this, though, other schools are probably going to be like, oh, crap, he probably can do that and get pissed off. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, just for one day. Get as much shady uh, stuff in. Yeah. Well, why, why one day, Ollie? Why does he just wait another week to sign the contract? Yeah, get get a week of get a week of <laughs> quick oh, shades on. You can do so much shady stuff. <laughs> oh, or or Plan B, just don't leave and work here forever, and then you can always do it. Uh, I like that. You could be the inside West Virginia spy. 
You can uh-huh. sign a contract and you can recruit for them the dirty stuff that they can't do. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're right, trying yeah, to find yeah, the side. No, no, no. Anyway, idea. Wink, wink. We won't do that. <laughs> yeah, you guys are trying to get me you in trouble on air right now. Putting your, you know what, in the jackpot. Yeah. All right. So 57 kg. <laughs> Pat Gloria looked tremendous. Whooped you, up on Taylor Lamont. Well, the the interesting thing with Gloria is, as you look at 57, you're like, he is the best wrestler in that field. the The big question was how how much has he leveled up his freestyle? Answer a lot. He looked yeah, tremendous yeah. parterre. His his leg attacks have always been mm-hmm. fantastic, and you know he's gonna be able to score. It's just like some of those more savvy positions. How's he gonna do? Okay, great. He's he's really really good at freestyle now, which is when you consider the year that they've had at Princeton makes a ton of sense, right? Because they yep. they had no folk style sure. to train for, uh, and it just makes me more and more excited for the the Spencer Glory Vito next year because yes, as as um. Amazing as Spencer is, at least there's a, there can be a conversation about these matches. There was yeah. no conversation None. last year. Spencer shut down all conversation. You couldn't even really talk about 125. It was just pointless. Even with to the point that he won with no ACLs. No ACLs and he won the tournament. That's no how much better he was, right? What's his availability gonna be like last next year with is he what's do we know? Is it in question at all? Is he just gonna go no ACLs the whole time? <laughs> Give me answers. I don't yeah, know what that surgery. I don't know if he got surgery. Now? I feel like he's not getting surgery. I, like I don't know. Well, if he didn't get surgery, why wouldn't he have wrestled in the trials? Yeah, give us answers. So okay, wasn't if, that the whole point? No. So that guy, what our, our man Joseph Hines. Jo- Joseph Hines came on and he gave the explanation. It's like you can do it, but he said the the biggest thing is time. Is you need time to strengthen around the ACL, right? Sure. So he wouldn't. Okay. Wouldn't have, well, hold that, on, Christian. Hold on. Hold on here. If he's going to wrestle in the NCAs, it's only two weeks later. Go wrestle. And then if you need time off after that, take time off after that. Well, easy for you to wrestle with another man's body, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> he did wrestle. He like, did wrestle. Like, come on. He wrestled five matches. Probably a little bit. He wants to take a break, you know? <laughs> he wrestled, Ollie. I know. No, he, he did it wrestle. It probably hurt. It probably hurt when he wrestled. Yeah, and then he, but this when is he's the Olympics. done wrestling. We're talking about it. the Olympics, Ollie. You don't get a chance every week. You get a chance once every four years. Five, sometimes. Well, you know what? In in three years, he'll go and get that one. <laughs> Ain't no guarantees. Guarantee I'm just saying. No I'm guarantees. just saying. There's a good chance the guy was like, "Dang, my knee's pretty jacked up after wrestling three days with no ACL. My knee is hurting really bad. I don't. I can't really have the training that I would to go for the Olympics." Yeah, could have been the reason. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I might be wrong. Oh, I, I. It makes sense to me. I mean, he gutted it out for the team, but I think. Uh, to me, it's also an sort of acknowledgement. It's like, yeah, I can win NCAs like this, but he, he knows the level he's at and how much he's limited, right? And probably that factors in too. Like, I'm not going to be able to be myself and put out a good representation of who I am at this with in my this current condition. Maybe if he had another couple. Of I don't months. like this. This is this is terrible reasoning. I'm this pissed is like right the, now. Well, Ben just said people. So here's what I figure. No likes yeah. From the here's what I chop off your legs. <laughs> yeah. So like here's, he's telling them. I figure. Ollie, I figure he's gonna have surgery. That's why he's not wrestling because he doesn't want to wait till the middle to the end of August to have the surgery. Because mm-hmm. if he wrestles in the Olympics, he has to wait till the middle to the end of August to have the surgery. Then he's out till I don't know. Do some math. A long time from then, and he can't make a run at his fourth NCAA title. So I figure. 
He does the NCAs, so he gets his third NCAA title. Then he has surgery relatively quickly, which would preclude him from wrestling in the Olympic trials or the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And then he's back by like October and he's got five months till the NCAs. That's what I'm thinking. If he's not going to do surgery ever, then he should have just wrestled and see what happens. All right. You got a good point. You've done some valid figuring, but I'm also thinking, <laughs> I'm also thinking that there's another scenario that makes sense and Disney's a little bang. But yeah, you're right. You, you got a point. I can't argue a uh, good point. If, good and point. Ben, also, for all we know, he did, he did get surgery. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe sneaky. Maybe like, he did you himself. guys just told me he did. I thought you said well, he did. I don't Christian. think he did. But CP I, doesn't have the okay. answers. I, don't, I said I don't know. Mm. You know, we probably would have seen him in crutches or something. Or maybe we should check his Instagram. I'm going to check his Instagram. He's not a big grammar. He's not a big grammar. But you know what we're doing? Like grammar? We have to. Uh, <laughs> we still have to get to seventy kg, guys. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, uh, we're not gonna make it. There's no way we're finishing the U23s today. It's gonna last till tomorrow. I I really am. Uh, the Jacory Teamer versus uh, Brock Mahler match two is just that's a flow legendary. Film. It's a flow film. Yeah. I mean, legendary. Let's let's just be honest. There's a little possum playing there. No, no, oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> this game planning, you know what I'm saying? But no, 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 there was a. He did what he had to do. When he gutted through gutsy performance, you know, you guys doubted him. You he hated on him. You, none of you guys picked him. Ollie picked him. Ollie's right once again. <laughs> That's it. All, your your best predictions are picking Oliver because his name's Oliver, like yours, and picking Jacory, who you're just was where you're from. But I think he probably should have got I mean, caution and won, so Mahler would have won that match. I don't know. I well, thought yeah, yeah, because you're a hater. You're a grade-A <laughs> hater, you know? And you would never be able to pull off an awesome backflip like he did when he won. So you're just, you know, you're just a hater, man. He didn't even land the backflip, Ollie. Me and Jacory are going to beat you up when we see you. <laughs> I'm going to jump you, I swear. I'm going to kick you in your bad hip. <laughs> Do you even have a bad hip anymore, Ben? Uh, my my other one is the worst one than my first one. Are you gonna have to do something with that? Probably eventually. We're well, gonna catch you when you're not looking and just start yeah. punching you in your hips, both hips, <laughs> ground and pound. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, well, yeah, talk about this match, Bracky. Well, yeah, you were really, on site. It was really weird because uh, in the first one, Mahler Mahler was winning one zero like the whole first period, and then Jacory was like, "All right, I'm gonna go get a four. And just like runs through him with like five seconds left in the period. Like it looked like nothing was gonna happen the rest of the period. Then all of a sudden, Jacory blows through him for four. And that was Lulled literally him to that sleep. Was, yeah, lulled him to sleep. And then that That's was pretty like much what Jacory does, though. Yeah, that was the end of the match pretty much. It ended up being like four two, I think. I think Mahler got to step out with a few seconds left. Don't give away a secret, Ben. In match two, Mahler hadn't touched his legs once in the first match. He takes Jacory down in the first 15 seconds and it's lace, 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 caution one because Jacory jumped out of bounds. No, I didn't, I didn't agree with the call, but whatever. <laughs> he headbutted the out of bounds. I think the mat hit him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> the that rule, but the whole rule is so stupid that you can't put your effing head down if your head's out of bounds. I, I think so too. Thank yeah. you. It's no, the you're, dumbest thing ever. It's so dumb. You're right there. It's a really, it is a really weird rule. So we, and they tried to steal we can the roll the clip, from Tyler. So then, in the first ten seconds of this match, Mahler's like, "I'm just gonna take him down and lace him a bunch, and that should help me win this match." It was a good idea. Yeah, it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, he, he gets a number of laces. Oh, here. yeah. He, oh, okay, wait. So listen, I said that was stupid. <laughs> no, he laced him he over the there and he reset. No, no, he laid there with the natural. Like no, 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 no. Oh, that's the God. defense. That's the oh, defense God. to the, to the yeah. no. You got to crawl forward. Yeah, crawl forward. 
But it is so stupid when they actually when they actually end up out of bounds and then they just put their head down. And I'm thinking as That's a coach, like, if you don't put your head down right now, you're a freaking idiot. You better put your head down. And then the ref penalizes him. It's like, well, no, his head was already there. Yeah, his neck got tired. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Jacory's got the top-heavy hair. There were some moments in that match where I could not hair. believe how straight up Jacory was standing. He was standing literally straight up, and at they're time. scared. Tyler, can you pull it back up? Yeah. So if we if we skip ahead a little bit here, um, oh, can we go back to Jacory's four? So, it's so impressive. It's he's so he looks so good. I was like, okay, this match is over. Jacory was like being weird about his ankle. Like not putting a lot of pressure on it, and then all of a sudden it's Jacory, and he hits this nasty foot sweep. Uh, here in a second, I thought yeah. I was gonna time it better than that. No, it was almost perfect. Oh, there it is. that's a four. So wonder he didn't catch a near side <laughs> and uh, ball him. So up. then all of a sudden Jacory's back in it. He's back. Uh, that's kind of like you how he does the, though. The rest of how his points that he scored were in like so he does another foot sweep that he gets one off of. And then it wasn't just like his normal like kind of blast doubles. It was a little bit different. So I thought something might have been wrong. But um, there was he was something with his hand too. Yeah, that the hand thing was the weirdest. Okay, he's so always Tyler, doing this kind of stuff, guys. Have you guys never watched Jacory Teamer? Right, watch from so, here, Tyler. At you the guys hold on, time. No, I've, I've, oh, wait, wait, you guys are complaining about Jacory Teamer standing straight up. That's no, like, we're, that's his, not that's, a his, that's just called his stance. <laughs> okay, no, that's true. That's that is true. That is true. You're complaining about him like. Being injured, that's like half the matches that he's ever in. That's not like, true. Come that's on. Not true. Yes, it, Ollie, it is. That's not true. It Listen, absolutely that's is. Not true. I've watched Jacory since he was like a sophomore at Eastern States. And he's always had, you know, a unique stance. But how it was to that point, he was more upright than I've ever seen him at, at points in time in this match. He was like <laughs> literally straight well, up. Maul was smart enough to do extra weird. bait. He had to do extra bait to get him to shoot. Yeah, that's what so he that wants. is kind of I like I kind of I see what you're saying. Mahler there. didn't even take the bait though. I he's don't getting, think maybe his tactics are getting next level. But there's an instance in the match where like he's trying to use. Uh, it's Mahler has hand control and he's trying to get rid of that hand control. He's just doing it with one hand, and you can see he really wants to use his other hand and kind of does. But like does a forearm pu- push with it, so it was like you could tell he was really making an effort not to use that hand. So I, that's it looked like something was a little wrong. You not just normal Jacory tactics. Oh, oh! So you're admitting it, Ollie? Oh, you just admitted it. Not What's just normal Jacory tactics. He said. Now, what are, what are normal Jacory tactics? <laughs> you you lull him to sleep, and then you bait him, and you sl- and boom, explode. You get him. <laughs> no, no, but you said his hand was actually hurt, not just normal stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm saying so when he's no, sticking he his that. leg out like this, it's not because he's hurt, and it's making him feel comfortable. <laughs> That's a, a normal Jacory uh, antic. That's what uh, I'm saying when he's going like okay. this. Or there's certain times where he's jumping around and doing weird things. But when he, it would actually benefit him to clear that hand and he's trying to. And then, like, it was just, don't jazz me up here, all right? <laughs> all right? Roll the tape. He did roll, great. Tyler, he roll the tape because here, when he comes back from break, Jacory bends his fingers back so far. Watch. Look at him just cranking on. on. Right there. His own fingers. That, ah! Fingers. You I couldn't him. do that. Look at my. No, I know. Me either, man. That's, 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 like <laughs> that's how bad they were jacked up, man. Look, no. how, look, how, look how far they were bending. That's how bad his hands are. How hurt. do you do that? And then he's got hand problems. Wait, can we talk about how he spit on the mat? No. Oh he my spit. gosh. I that's forgot. automatic DQ if he spit on the mat. So it wasn't. This wasn't on. This wasn't on. There's no I don't evidence, think so. Yeah. So. Why did he spit on the mat? I, Listen, I, okay, here's what happened. His ankle was hurt, right? Uh-huh. In that first lace. And. 
Bray, I did I miss it. Bray was Bray was dying laughing because he saw it. But when he like finally stood up and was like kind of shaking his ankle out, they gave him a drink of water. And then he spit it off the mat, like on the mat, but like outside, just outside the circle. But I think what happened because the ref after the match came over and said something. Maybe someone told a funny joke. No. Spit take. So the ref was like, your ankles hurt. You don't need a drink. Like he was saying, he was trying to say oh. like, like, and he was you, like, oh, you're not supposed to be drinking water, right? <laughs> like he had the water in his mouth. And I think the ref said something to him and he spit it out. I think there is a rule that you can't drink on injury time though. So, something silly like that. Yeah. Mm. And the ref was like, if there was blood in the mouth or something, that'd be fine. But it was his ankle that was hurt. <laughs> and so I think Jacory just spit it out. You don't want to drink water? Fine. <laughs> don't drink the water. Fine. That's it. <laughs> Take the water. And then when he spit it out, everyone was like, what are you doing? Like the ref got all <laughs> mad at him. <laughs> you told me, you told him no water, you know? Ja said, let it never be said. I'm not a rules follower. Yeah. Yeah. So big rules, rules guy. guy, rules guy, your teamer. Guy. Welcome yeah. aboard. <laughs> so if we can go you to the, if we can go to the end, Tyler, because I've never seen, well, maybe Caldwell Metcalf, I guess, but a worse executed backflip. No, just like this was awesome, an athletic feat that none of us can do. So well, you can go ahead and play with like ten the seconds. The fact that left he had injured most of this match is, makes it funnier. Um, go ahead and roll it. Just, just play. Uh, so. He's gonna get no kind of kind of pushed out of bounds here with short time left, and he's gonna hit kind of a running backflip that went into the other mat. Like there's wrestling going on in the other mat. And to and set he, this up for people who aren't watching, it was like literally out of an exchange, so it wasn't like he set up a backflip and then right. messed it up. Right, like Mahler's trying to attack, he gets out of the attack, and backflip, boom, <laughs> right in front of Tom Brands and Dan Dennis. And he went into the other mat while wrestling was happening on that mat. Why not? <laughs> All the way to make a world team. (laughs) He always knows how to do it in style, that's for sure. Yeah. Beastly performance. He's a guy next year at 157, you got to be. Wherever he wants to go, he could win heavyweight. Well, didn't he finish pretty high this year? Yeah. Fourth. Kind of got robbed for third, but I I won't make a gripe about it now. Who was that against? (laughs) Deacon. Oh, yeah. The most awkward uh, moment of the watch party was when Jokori was destroying Hayden Hydley, and I had... You and you and I had him on my fantasy team. Oh, it was awesome. It was tense. Sorry, Hadley. I, I mean, no, nothing against you. That that I really do <clears throat> like you as a wrestler, but you're always my main oh, man. You know. I meant so. to bring this up, so I just I saw I'm I'm on the NCAA bracket also, and Brayton Lee beat Jacory in the round of 16. That Brayton Lee and Jacory match was super awkward. Oh yeah. It was like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think Brayton Lee scored. What seven pushouts? I don't think he got mm-hmm. any takedowns, did he? No, I think. Well, that's like <laughs> the thing is it with Jacory, so weird. when he is has his offense going, it's like he's a difficult wrestler to wrestle when you're trailing because you're gonna play right into his game of the counter offense and then start opening yourself but, up a bit. But so I think a way that they were kind of defending against that is like, all right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my point some way, but I'm not gonna let you go into your wheelhouse and start shooting in on you and. He gives up space a lot. Well, know? he did like, shoot in on him, but he, most most of his pushouts were off a shot. He, I mean, I guess why I thought it was so weird is he never even tried to finish the single. And I realized how dangerous Jacory is. But at some point, you could be like, okay, I'm going to get close to the edge. Then I'm going to try to finish. And then if I don't get it, then I'm going to push him out. But it almost felt like he never really even tried to finish. And there was a few edge sequences which were kind of couldn't went either way. There was a protest that got overturned, like. It was just kind of a strange match. I don't know if I'm thinking of the right situation, but I feel like he did try to finish one early, and then that's when Jacory kind of countered and got a score off of it. But I do get what you're saying. Like, 
he did concede a lot of times where he was like, I he was in a decent position and just took the yeah. step out, took an easy step out in the, in the safe way. But what mm-hmm. I also thought was weird about that match was the uh, inconsistent grounded calls. And oh, yeah. it was like literally yeah. the same situation going back and forth and it was just like getting called different ways. So it was definitely an odd one in that manner. They, yeah, they got to chuck those. There were was, was some bad grounding calls there, too. Yeah, just make it I a really universal thing. Why. Just, no, just make, yeah, make it that if you're neutral, it's a push out. It's so yeah, simple. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that Yes. The, it's just tough to get everyone on the same page with that. So just simplify. I don't know, but I don't know why it's so hard. It feels so easy. Yeah. I feel like no one cares more about the refs than us. We 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 want. Well, you know our job is to, to talk improve. about wrestling for four and a half hours a week, Christian. I Not know. many people have that job. No, but we we love the refs so much that we try to make the shout rules out to easier. the refs. Shout out to all the refs. We're trying to make it easier. On. You know what? I don't like the rule makers. We, Everybody we gets get jerseys for players. I'm gonna start getting ref jerseys. Wow, that's yeah. too far. I need a throwback. Yeah, I need, 21. Hey, you gotta go UWW throwback. Feel a throwback where you got you could wear the suit or. There are, you go way back when they wore the all white where they look like beekeepers. Mm. Oh, that's oh, cool. No, the I bee, didn't like it outfit. The '96 no. beekeeper drip. They look mm. like, yo, <laughs> yo, fam. They looked like orderlies. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, yeah, orderlies. Yeah, yeah. I like that New York State tournaments when everybody used to, would uh, after like a couple of days you found the refs that you really started to hate and you they would have the numbers and you're like 21 sucks. Get oh yeah, 21 out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's a that sounds about right. Okay, so as uh, Ben mentioned, we're not going to get to all the U23s. Not even close. So don't even think about it. We had a lot to talk about. It was a big day. Big day. Big day. Big day. Why don't we get a couple questions, then some uh, parting thoughts uh, on our buddy Steve before we, before we go. Does that sound good? Okay, good. Yes. Um, there's just one hilarious one. Uh, that I just wanted to put in here. It's no question at all, but it was in my mentions. So you've got Ben's tweet where he says, man, Rob Cole to Stanford is blowing my mind. Thought it was total fake news when, when C. Piles told me. And someone replied, your personality has changed, man. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? Like, that was so hilarious. So uh, do you have a comment? Has your personality changed, man? Um, I, I listen, maybe, I guess maybe a year ago I would have predicted Rob Cole to Stanford. I would have seen it ahead of time. I don't know. Yeah, that's a so that just cracked me up. I mean, I have a I have a why. See, so you guys are you guys are blessed in the fact that the people who follow you want to like talk about wrestling, um, and I have people from all different backgrounds that follow me. Yeah. So like, if I talk about wrestling, eighty percent don't care. If I talk about uh, disc golf, ninety percent doesn't care. You know, it's uh, it's very talk about Bitcoin, sixty percent doesn't care. Got it. You're famous. We get it, dude. Um, <laughs> 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 nice little break there. The, uh, the pressures of uh, fame. Oh. Okay, next. Uh, is this a chupacabra from Kevin Mulder? It's 100% chupacabra. Oh, my gosh. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, I, I talked about it on, on the show a while back. Yeah, there's Tyler's pulling up the picture of it right now. But, you know, I talked about it on the show a while back. They the Scientists have found, you know, hairs um, that it's from a species that they haven't identified yet. So there you go. That, that's likely a chupacabra. Yes, Kevin. So they oh. discover new fish all the time. You know, why not a exactly? Why last not a mangy week, coyote? Last yeah. week I'm driving. I'm going to the park into the back parking lot. No, I saw what I thought was a fox or a coyote. Really? Yeah. 
scurry along and run into the from like towards the building into like the grass area by the highway, right? Now, I'm not I'm a more of a city slicker type. I don't know animals <laughs> very well. And I'm often scared of them. <laughs> I'm often scared of them. So I didn't investigate all that much and, and get very close. Yeah. I let, him, I let him stay away. But it could have been a chupacabra. It now that been. I think about it. Absolutely could it have been. could have been a chupacabra. Okay. Maybe. Hey, Christian, you didn't put my favorite question in the doc. I saw it while I was scrolling through oh. Twitter last night. And it was, what's a bigger move, uh, cold to Stanford or uh, Brecky to West Virginia? <laughs> Well, um, you, it's, from, it's two landscape shifters for sure. Um, I actually didn't see that, or I would have put it in for sure. Uh, I don't know. What well, time will tell? Who has to bigger... West Virginia changes my life much more. Yeah, way more. <laughs> Same here. So I'll say I'll say the bracky move yeah. by far. Um, okay, since Tim Flynn loves headlocks, uh, with him demonstrating headlock from every position on a flow clip, classic flow video. Chance of bracky getting head on thrown by Coach Flynn. I think they're oh, pretty 100%. high. Yeah, I think I think yeah. It sounds like that's maybe a rite of passage. You Just know? get headlocked from yeah. bottom top. Exactly from every position, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see another headlock. Ooh, video. Yeah. make another one. That'd be great. Um, okay. Now, see, someone's already where what I was thinking. Chances Ollie leaves to coach upper weights at Stanford. Mm. How would you? Oh. How would you like? So mm. Cornell. So Ali's a man with options, obviously. Mm. So Cornell, that's his home state, mm -hmm. right? That's more probably in line with his culture. He wants to be right, but the I will say that the sunshine upstate New York is kind of like it's like Pennsylvania a little bit, but you know, like you make it sound like that's a bad thing. No, I just mean it's like it's very different from where I'm from. You mm -hmm. know, it's not. A, it's not like it wouldn't feel as much as home mm -hmm. as you would say. But it is New York. It is New York. Okay, so we'll have to just wait and find Stanford, out. Stanford, I don't know. It's nice out there. You know, Palo Alto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was in that social network movie, too. So, you know. That it was. Uh-huh. Okay, because this is a funny question from Calvin Vogel. Uh, well, this is a good last fun. question. What is better for absolute dominance, Iowa City duels or Pan Ams? Mm. <laughs> So we love the Iowa City duels, and we are so sad that they're gone. And maybe that's why Bracky's leaving, because if know, we can't watch the Iowa City duels <laughs> yeah, together at 10 o'clock in the morning, then what's this all been about? Day. What's this all been about? Tom Brand's got rid of the Iowa what City duels. What are we doing here? Yeah. It's one of our favorite really, things. Bro? So what do you think? Really, bro? Um, so I don't, I'd like the, I'll say I like the Iowa City duels more. Heck yeah. Because, I mean, some of those Pan Am guys... They didn't want to be there. They no. looked like they'd wrestled maybe like one year in their life, and they they no. like the one guy who was get, who got doubled by Nate Jackson in the first second. Oh my! You could tell <laughs> he was dreading that ref blowing the whistle. Yeah, he did not want to be there so bad. He's he looked at Nate Jackson and was like, "This man Where is gonna kill me." Where did they find him? Where did they find that guy? <laughs> hey guys, I know I make jokes about my hand fighting and stuff, and it's not. I mean, well, I am a great hand fighter, but. <laughs> I think I might have been able to place there if I had a good, if the right bracket placement I, and stuff. Also, oh, because right. <laughs> at, I think in Nate Jackson's weight that like one of the people got injured and somebody didn't show up. Mm. So I think I I could have done better than those two. Someone asked who our favorite roofer was. I'll say it was 100 percent the guy that wrestled Nate Jackson because he didn't. I mean he he oh. was not the guy that Gable spiked into the earth. That was that was really funny because he like made that, that noise when Gable put him down. <laughs> oh, that was nuts. It's like Ugh. oh man. Okay, hey, he didn't hey, really put guess him what? Uh, guess what? Jared Craddock's summer job is what? He's Killing a roofer. Groundhogs? Oh, roofer. he's a 
Man, <laughs> see him at the U.S. Open for the next 30 years then. Dang, he's building some character. That's good. That sounds like a terrible job. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it's just tough. That's going to be a tough job. You're going to be up in the sun. One of the man's living. One of the classic. No, I'm, I'm saying like, like that's he's going to build character. Maybe this is good your last day because the roofers are going to come at you, man. Yeah, we're getting the like, roofer union. The roofer wrestling community. If they're already pissed. not mad at us, yeah. then. Yeah. You're really putting Mitch, the cherry Mitch on Hedberg top. had a great uh, roofer joke. He said, uh, I used to be a, a hot tar roofer. I remember that day. <laughs> That'd be a terrible job. Uh, oh right, my gosh, guys! Right, I actually looked at 92 kg. <laughs> I'm serious. The guy from Venezuela after he got after he lost in 23 seconds to uh, the guy from Mexico. He didn't wrestle again, and then the guy from uh, was it Panama? He never wrestled. So Ali, you would have taken fourth place. <laughs> yeah, all I had to do was make the weight. All I had to do was make the weight. Ninety-two is no problem. You know, wait, how, do the math for me. Help me out. It's like 200. 202. Oh, I'm. I walk around less. I'm bumping up. Bumping up. <laughs> you're gonna weigh in with a hoagie. I'm gonna have to bulk drop it. You know. Good. You can wear my medium shirt after. Yeah, that. you can help me with the bicep workouts. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, it is it is nine forty five. Uh, I don't want to go just yet. Uh, have sh- maybe leave with some little over. Maybe we go a couple over the last show ever. Yeah. A little OT, you yeah. know. Um, he's he's still he still works here, so um, you know, it's not that much over. Yeah, let's make him do crazy stuff. Today. Yeah, yeah, just make his last day hell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, man, it's uh, we'll, we'll definitely give Kyle the last word here before we go, but um, you know for. I talked a little bit about it last week. It's obviously an, an emotional thing and a, a great thing and, and something that I'm, I'm really excited for, for Bracky about. And, you know, I when I moved here in, in 2016, and I always I, – I sat next to Bracky then. And it, it that was more um, out of utility. It, it made sense. I was, you know – setting the day and we were scheduling things and he was running social and um so it just from a workflow standpoint i I sat next to bracky and uh you know we we developed uh what was an awesome working relationship and um through through all that time uh it, it became something else right and something where we, we 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 had a synergy that that I think really helped flow and helped us and we he gave me so much and, and what one of the things I'm going to miss so much about Bracky is on the professional side he give, gives us so much uh, what I call air cover which is he is a guy that sees the whole landscape he understands where we were where we would have misses he's like hey this is not quite right hey we should be doing something here. Um, and so that that's one area I'm really going to miss Bracky. But, you know, over the last years, sitting next to him, it's just that's going to be that, – that's because, you know, he, he's a great friend. And um, that's the thing that's going to be the, the toughest about him being gone. And I'm so glad that, you know, five years ago now that we sat next to each other and we got to kind of build that relationship that turned into a – Friendship, because I didn't know Bracky that well when we first started out. We had been on some trips together, and then um, if you don't know, if you watch this show, you understand he's one of the most hilarious people. But he he, he can hit another level when he's 
uh, not behind the camera and uh, passing everything through a, an intelligent filter. And that's the, those are the things, as, as much as he helped us, uh, the personal side is what, uh, you know, make, makes it tough, but it's, it's going to be awesome, and that's what I keep telling myself because I, I know that it is true. Um, so, man, I, I know everyone here is, is thankful to have had you throughout this time, and um, we're going to miss you, but we're, we're so excited for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's way too kind. You didn't want to move here, remember? No. I didn't want to move here. I said, and in fact, uh, I told everyone that would listen, I would never move to Austin, Texas. Uh, I did say that, and many people have reminded me that, that I said that. Now, I'm, it was one of, uh, one of the best decisions I, I've ever made was, was to move here. And um, the relationships you form at this place are, are, are incredible and lifelong. And I'm so glad I did because uh, I would have missed out on, on our friendship and, and so many other things. Yeah, same. Um, but I just want to thank everyone, um, everyone here at Flow, uh, for giving me a chance when, as Ben was saying, I looked like a teenager <laughs> uh, when I when I did my internship, and then uh, somehow liking me enough, you know, I was making freaking bulging videos with Bader. <laughs> it, was, it, it was funny. We were talking about it. Um, Kid knows how to bulge. We were talking about it the other day with Bader because uh, we're going to have internships this summer that, like, fulfill kids' college requirements. I was like, yeah, Bader, you actually signed my paper that helped me graduate. And he's like, oh, I did? It's like, yeah, you, you said that I did this internship and actually showed up. But it was, So it's funny that Bader was the one of, of everybody that signed the paper. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, thank you to you guys for believing me to bring me back full time when I was, I don't know, 21. 21 year old kid um i i remember been i'd been here a few weeks and you came down and did something um might have been for like fpl but you need to go back to the airport and bader had to go to some meeting he's like you taking bracky i was like uh yeah but i've been here like a week i was living at willie and nick's apartment and literally all of my life possessions were in the back of my my cheap. <laughs> so literally, like I had the seats folded down, and literally, I mean, it was just stuffed. And I was like, "You're gonna have to." You didn't. You only had like a little backpack with you or something. Um, so you rode in the front seat while literally my whole life possessions. I was like, I cannot believe I'm driving Ben Askren to the airport in this Jeep right now that is filled with everything that I have. Um, so it's crazy how far it's come since then. Um, but CP always, you know, believed in me and gave me every opportunity in the world. Um, everyone, everyone else at Flow that that has given me an opportunity and continue to. I don't like. I don't even know how I ended up on a mic on FRL. Like it was just like one day they were like, "Hey, why don't you just come in here and sit and like." I don't know when Willie or TP say stuff, you just like make sure they're right. <laughs> like, and then I was like chatting them stuff like, Hey, this, this, yeah. this. And next thing you know, like they're telling me like, Hey, we're going to have a camera set up on you in the back. Like, okay, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Um, and then it's like, okay, we're streaming this live to social and you, you man it. And you tell us when people are saying funny things or bring up points or ask questions. Um, so I don't even know how we got to here. <laughs> Um, but, and I don't know why any of you listening cared what I had to say. <laughs> it always, 
shocked me that what I said brought any value to any conversations when I'm when I might talk about wrestling and then five minutes later I'm talking about Avril Lavigne being dead and she's been replaced by a lady named Melissa um <clears throat> so yeah I don't know I'm rambling here but just thank you everyone um it's been awesome not I'm not leaving wrestling I'm still gonna be in it I'll still hopefully be on FRL every now and then and hopefully see you at tournaments when fans are back and uh hopefully hopefully i can give you a new team to cheer for um i know wrestling fans are awesome and they like to get behind programs uh that maybe ha haven't aren't the blue bloods or, or haven't had the most success um but hopefully we're going to change that and, and get into the conversation in the big 12 and um any of your support would be appreciated so uh yeah, just thank you. I, I shout out to Colby too, who's here. I feel I feel bad. He just kind of sat there the whole time, um, <laughs> not not getting a chance to speak. But uh, I started working on Flow Football. I don't know, twenty seventeen, maybe eighteen. No, eighteen, I think. And uh, I was really excited about the opportunity. Obviously, I love football, and we were really starting to get into to college football. Um, and Colby let me dive in with him and uh we had we had a show bootleg and uh he let me come on and just ramble about college football and sometimes west virginia and sometimes green bay and like get my get my thoughts out so shout out to colby for letting me do that and work on football i really really enjoyed that and our football trips together so thank you for that sir yeah, I think everybody's well aware of uh, your contributions to wrestling, but what um, some of this audience may not know is that I have really no idea how I'm going to replace you uh, this fall on football either uh, as a co-pilot on content road trips, but also in, obviously in the studio doing doing Colonial Time or Bootleg every week. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe see if Ollie knows anything about I like football. football. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I like I don't know. Options are a little limited here. Welcome so, to uh, football, you know? <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, the gridiron. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to go great. I'm yeah, sure it's going it to be awesome. So, uh, I didn't know I was actually going to have a microphone or, or be on camera for this. I might have brushed my hair for your last show. Um, so don't feel bad. Uh, just wanted to, to witness history and greatness. I think that's it. Um, I'll stop rambling now. Once again, thank you guys so much. It's been awesome. Received so many messages and just well wishes. And gonna miss, I'm gonna miss the chat. Everyone in there, gonna miss the chat. You guys are awesome. Um, it was crazy to me that people people would wake up with us, you know, and yeah. sit there and talk with us. And um, everywhere we went, someone would tell us something about FRL that they liked or their thoughts on something, or even if they didn't agree with us or something. Um, but it was awesome to have that community, and uh, I'm really going to miss them. And, you know, I've talked to everyone on the content team about it, but um, that was the toughest part of this, was, was saying bye to you guys. Uh, you really, you're not just coworkers. Um, none of us view this as, as, a, as a job, you know what I mean? Like, we have much more pride in it than someone that's just coming in here, punching a clock, nine to five. It's, it's kind of who we are, and it's what we love. And um, so that's what's going to be tough. It was, it was a lot of fun being on that team with you guys. It really is like a team. It's like back on a, like when you're on a college team or a high school team when you're really close to the, those individuals, and that's what it felt like. And uh, I'm really going to miss that and miss you guys. Um, but you guys are going to continue to do awesome things and continue to change 
uh, wrestling and keep it keep it growing. So, yeah. Get the last word. Play us out. What do I say? I don't know. Hell, <laughs> Dovey. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for everything. Let's go Mountaineers. Hey.